Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio on Monday, May the 15th, I think it is. <laughs> Had to think for a minute. What year is it? What day is it? It's I'm Dave- a Monday for sure. <laughs> I'm David Gray, along with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are glad you are joining us today on another live version of the SWAT Radio program as we dive in this week to the last half of the last chapter of the Book of Acts in our in our long, uh, great study through the book of Acts. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and we are a live radio broadcast on every day here in the Jacksonville area on 91.7 The Truth from 3 to 4 p.m. We can also be heard uh, on WMOX and WME, what is it, Doug? WMER? WMER. In yep. Meridian, Mississippi, and on the Lighthouse in Chesapeake, Virginia. You can always listen also on at SWATradio.com. Uh, where you can not only listen live, but hear uh, past programs, thanks to our friend and uh, webmaster, James Grimm. So, Doug, how are you? I'm great. It was a great Mother's Day for my wife. She had a great time away. I took care of the girls, I, although I had some pretty significant back issues <laughs> over the weekend. I don't know what happened, but I was I was really down on my back, but... Hmm. I'm better today. I uh, got got up this morning and I, I got on uh, that that simulated running machine to try to loosen it up and put some hot stuff on there and that helped. So, but Lori had a great time. She went away for like just just a day to get away mm-hmm. to herself and read and read and read and read and had a great time. So, Good for her. Yeah. Good. So, um, well, that was a nice Mother's Day gift. Yeah, I'm it, sure it, I, it was. I tell you, you know, it was my first Mother's Day without my mom. Mm. And she was on my mind throughout the day, sure. and I posted a thing on social media. I don't post a lot on Facebook, but I, I posted a picture of her reading the Bible out at the Grand Canyon, and it was back in the 70s. And, you know, I just thank God for the legacy of a mom that loved his word and passed that on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so grateful for my parents having that love for the word and it took a little while with me, you know, it did, yeah. it, it, you know, but, um, they poured that into me and I, 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 I was listening to a message by Tommy Nelson, uh, it, it, since I stayed home, I, that's like my church away from church, right. like Tommy, uh, you know, was preaching on Proverbs and he just talked about uh, from Proverbs 15 on happiness and the word really means blessedness. Mm-hmm. And how we all try to redefine it or define it ourselves, but God is the one that defines what happiness is, right? We know right. that from Scripture. He He created us in His image, and uh, a lot of times we chase things that are temporary. That's not true blessedness. Right. And He made the point, and it's a great point to go back to, is that true blessedness comes from a relationship with the one true living God. Mm-hmm. And anything beyond that that you try to seek your ultimate fulfillment in, and, and, you know, you and I have talked about it before. I was chaplain on professional sports teams. I've seen multimillionaires, all the women, all the cars, all the money, all the fame, and empty. Yes. Hollow. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a good reminder. And 
you know, a lot of people don't like Mother's Day or they do like Mother. You're either cold or hot on it. Uh, a lot of people are, but I think it's always good to be grateful. You know, the scriptures place such a high value on honoring your parents mm-hmm. that it even says, you know, we will, you'll get a long life or yeah, it, 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 it talks about a long life right. for honoring your parents. That's attached to that commandment. Right? That, it's yeah. the only one that yeah. has that attached right, to it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my second mother's day without my mom and she was definitely on my mind and it was kind of a weird day because my wife is out at her mother's caring for her in California and she's been out there for a couple of weeks. So on a lighter note, my daughter, this is where it's great when you have grown kids. My daughter was sent, said she was going to send flowers to my mother-in-law's house for both my mother-in-law and my wife, my daughter's mother for, uh, <laughs> for mother's day. And my immediate question was, are you including me on the card for those flowers? Mm. And she said, yes. And I said, that a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, my girls, I took my girls and we went and joined Lori for a late lunch on Sunday. And, uh, but we just gave her time to be alone and, it's just really good. It's just good to go and after she's refreshed, go there. You know, she's, you know, raised eight kids and yeah. I'm so grateful for, um, and, uh, you know, she is not just a great mom. She's a great ministry partner. And uh, over the years, I think about even leading these groups to Israel. I mean, my wife is consumed with the word. I mean, she is consumed with study and -hmm. and gets in there and i I love and you know talking about israel um i i was i don't know if you've been noticing what's going on over there there's what happened is there was a guy uh who passed away um um basically his name was Kader adnan he was a leader of uh, uh the palestinian islamic jihad which uh he began a hunger strike while he was in prison and he died on May 2nd, which was just a couple of weeks ago. And, um, that afternoon that terrorist group launched more than a hundred missiles towards Southern Israel. Well, last week Israel responded and they killed three of their commanders. And now there's a, a conflict going on. And I know if you're listening and you're going to Israel with us, or if you're thinking about going to Israel, and, and you go, oh, I can't go. I've been over there when the Iron Dome was enacted and they were mm-hmm. throwing stuff up. You know, one of our friends is over there now. And he said, uh, you know, the first evening there, they showed him where the bomb shelter were was when they spent the night there in Tel Aviv. But they didn't use it. I mean, because most of the fighting is in Gaza, which mm-hmm. is away. But they didn't get to go to Bethlehem. They wouldn't let him go. And I tell everybody, and you've been there, you know, everybody is all concerned about how dangerous it is. I feel like that is one of the safest places in the entire world. Right. I mean, like I, I feel safer there than I do here walking the streets. Oh, their security is, is unbelievable. And we did see some examples of that uh, while we were there, but, and, and it, it, and when you see security like that and soldiers and, walls and security checkpoints it, it didn't make me feel threatened it made me feel safer honestly it made me feel like okay somebody's really on top of this so now it was there were you know you you probably heard me tell this story remember when we're staying there on the uh, sea of galilee and we hear we hear and learn about 
how quickly storms can come up on the Sea of Galilee, like the, the ones described in Scripture. And there was that one night where a storm must have come up and there was thunder, unlike I had ever heard thunder <laughs> over the lake. And uh, we woke up in the middle of the night thinking it was something other than thunder, thinking it was some kind of an explosion. But, uh, I, I, you know, I think our minds were tuned that way, but it was it was only thunder. So there was no issues when we were there, security well, was. Well, you know, people... I've actually heard people say, why are they fighting over there? Well, you know, it, it, they've been fighting over there for a long time, thousands of years. And according to the Bible, if you are a follower of Yahweh, the one true living God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, then you know that Abraham offered up his son Isaac on Mount Moriah. Right. But before he did that, he was given a promise and said, I'm going to give you a land, I'm going to give you a people, and through you all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. And and so where he offered up his son Isaac was a foreshadowing of God himself offering up his son Jesus. Yep. And it was also a provision of a lamb or you know, for us, a redeeming for us. And and so God blessed Isaac's descendants and the Jewish people and gave them this promised land. And he he described what the land was. He told them what the territory was. He told them what was theirs. And from Abraham's time until ours today, that has been their birthright by the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they believe that. We believe that. If you're a believer, you should believe that. And even though the founding of the modern state of Israel didn't come until 1948, uh, their birthright to that land or their inheritance of that land goes back way mm -hmm. thousands of years before that. Yep. But Muslims believe differently. According to the Quran, uh, Abraham offered a son whom Muslims believe was Ishmael. Mm -hmm. And in their view, God promised the land we call Israel to Ishmael's descendants. And so there's the fighting and uh, Ishmael's descendants is the Palestinian people. And they believe that uh, when, in 1948, when that land was created or, you know, created a state of Israel, then it was, they stole the land from them. Mm -hmm. that, so that's where the problem is. And, um, and the Quran tells them to defend their land against all, uh, basically, you know, infidels. <laughs> infidels yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and so when you get a group like the PLJ or the Hamas or Hezbollah, all of them have basically sworn their lives to the destruction of Israel mm -hmm. as a nation. And, you know, <laughs> when you think about that, I think back in the Old Testament when, when um, Balak tried to get Balaam to curse God's people, and what did God tell him? Every time he went to him, he said, no, right. these are my people. I'm not going to curse them. And and I, I just, Israel has had a protection, even though as a nation they have rejected Messiah, they still have been, I believe, under the protection mm -hmm. of Yahweh because of the, the fulfillment of Scripture hasn't fully happened yet. Right. You know, we're not to the point where, there's going to be a rebuilt temple. We're not to the point yet where they're going to offer sacrifices again, and the nation will be redeemed, or at least a partial part of it. Mm -hmm. you know? Yep, so. yep. 
Well, back just back real quick, I because I don't mean to change subjects so abruptly, but we were talking about Mother's Day, and I, I just happened to Richard Cooper, our pastor at Ponte Vedra, has talked about this a lot, right? About reading through Proverbs, right, one chapter a day, because there's 31 chapters, and so you can read through it in a month, and then just start again, and great, great way to really get to know the Proverbs, and I can't say that I've done that too many times, read through it all, but I finished reading through it the other day, and that chapter 31 has a couple verses um, that are appropriate for moms, right, that uh, talk about a godly woman. The whole 31st chapter is about uh, a godly wife and mother, but I'll just read a couple verses, verses 27 uh, through 31. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Mm. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is in vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Mm. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. And so just what you were saying about Lori, how much she loves God's word and and how much um, she she fears the Lord. Uh, Mm. And I would say that about my wife too. So very blessed to have the wives and, and, and certainly mothers that, that we've had in our lives. Yes, we are. And, um, you know, I was just thinking about this whole thing in Israel and the fear. Um, and, you know, St. Augustine said, though they, they, they who are destined to die need not be careful to inquire about what death they are to die, but where they go after they mm, die. Yeah. You know, and you think about right. that and um, right. think about where we are. And um, I just want to ask our listeners, if you would lift up the Mitchell family, Jeff Mitchell, who was a pastor in Melbourne, is my son's father-in-law. He passed away unexpectedly. Hmm. And his wife, Shelly, just lift them up in prayer, uh, that whole Mitchell family, and uh, just ask God to comfort them during this time. Okay. Well, we're going to take our first break on SWAT Radio. We'll be right back after the break to dive into Acts chapter 28. Come on back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. 
Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Mary's at 91.3. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary. Glad you're with us here on the Monday, May 15th edition of SWAT Radio. And um, again, we're glad you're with us. We have been in a, uh, if you're a regular listener, you know we've been in a, a long uh, study of the book of Acts. And when I say long, I don't mean that as a bad term. I mean that as a, it's been a long and wonderful study in the book of Acts and a, and a great study, uh, especially these these past many months about the Apostle Paul and his life. And uh, we wrapped it up in the SWAP Bible studies last week. Doug, we talked about this on Friday that we had a uh, uh, an all-call SWAT meeting last Wednesday with all the guys from the different uh, locations of SWAT coming together at the Salem Center. Uh, thought it was a great time of fellowship, a great time to, way to wrap up the study. And uh, we talked a little bit about how you showed the the closing scene mm-hmm. to the movie, uh, Paul, Apostle of Christ, I think is the title of the movie. So uh, it was really good uh, to, to have that be the, the wrap-up uh, for our study. Well, um, uh, next week we are going to kind of do a, a wrap. Uh, this is going to be the last chapter, but next week we're going to kind of do – you know, we do a flyover at the beginning, and I like doing a flyover at the end as well because your perspective changes mm. as you work through it all. Uh, but Acts is just a tremendous book about the study, really the study of the, 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 the continuation of the ministry of the Holy Spirit through the apostles that is in transition to the elders and deacons of the church. Right. Because the apostles fall off the scene. There are, there are no apostles today. I know people use that term pretty loosely, uh, but there are no big A apostles. Mm-hmm. But there were, and they led during that transition until elders and deacons were then put in the leadership position of the church. Right. And so uh, it's been fascinating to just follow all that and to see how God took the chief persecutor and made him the chief advocate of the church. Yeah. And so if you remember last week, we saw how God called his leaders and specifically 
through the example of Paul to a life of service, or love for the sheep, and a loyalty to the Savior. Well, uh, God used Paul over and over as his ambassador in change. Didn't matter where he was, he was always uh, the ambassador for Christ. And he never considered himself uh, a, a prisoner of Rome. <laughs> he always used the term prisoner of Christ. Right. And uh, it took him two years, but he finally got to Rome. And um, if you go back to the very beginning, remember, <laughs> sharing the good news of Jesus is the it's it's really the theme of the book of Acts. And for all believers, Luke, Luke writes about the power of the church, which is the Holy Spirit. It is, it is the power. Jesus said, "Hey, go to Jerusalem and wait, and then I will endue, I will endow you with this power, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth." And the the mission of the church, uh, not the pur- purpose, but the mission of the church, is to worship, to teach fellowship with each other for encouragement, and then evangelize. Mm-hmm. And in chapters 1 through 7, we saw how the gospel spread around Jerusalem. And then chapters 8 through 11, we saw it go into Judea and Samaria. And then chapters 12 through now 28, we see God take Paul over 10,000 miles to take it to the ends of the earth. And we just think about that for a second, David. 10,000 miles back in, during that In time. that day, yeah. right? That's a lot today. That's a lot of frequent flyer miles, right? <laughs> yeah. Today, imagine doing them the way he did them, on foot, on donkey, on, on, camel, on ship, on, on camel, right? Yeah, it was a long way. And, and as we get to the text for this week, 17 through 31 in chapter 28, we see Paul get to Rome, and it's only he doesn't let any grass grow under his feet. Within three days, he's calling the Jewish brothers to come see him so he can share with them. And, and um, you know, when we look at this as we end this text, Luke doesn't really end it at the end of it. it, right. it it's just kind of he, he doesn't finish even Paul's story because we know Paul is later beheaded. Paul's released and then he's brought back. But I believe this for a reason. And what we see is kind of the end of the first chapter, we'll call it, of the early church. And, um, as, and it, you know, it doesn't end there. It's, it continues through today where through you and me and other people, we are still hopefully uh, worshiping, you know, teaching, fellowshipping, and evangelizing. That's what we're supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really got the outline for that in Acts chapter 2, and we see Paul doing that in all the cities, right? And uh, as we look at this text, remember that Rome is very pagan and immoral at this time. Uh, Nero is the emperor. There's a a little over 2 million people there. And out of that 2 million, over a million of them are slaves. Mm. And out of all those, uh, both the the slaves and and the non-slaves, the majority of those people were poor. There was only a select few that had financial resources. I mean, that were really financially uh, blessed. And that's where God sends Paul to bring the light and the gospel. And as we look at this today, I I really, uh, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, uh, 
want to highlight three areas that we see in Paul. First is we, we see a man who lived a life of faithful integrity. Paul was faithful to the end, by the way. We talked about that last week. That was kind of our theme. And this week is faithful to the end as well. But he had a life of faithful integrity. Nobody could ever bring any charges against Paul except this. He preaches Jesus. Mm -hmm. He loves Jesus. Wouldn't that be awesome if that's what was remembered about you? Right. I mean, not your cruddy Seinfeld jokes or any <laughs> anything else, but a life of faithful integrity, first of all. Second was a life of faithful evangelism. He never quit sharing. He was always sharing. Even at, he would go from place to place. He always sought the Jews first. We'll talk about that in a minute. But he was a faithful evangelistic worker, an ambassador through the end. And then finally, we saw a life of faithful boldness. Imagine the boldness. I mean, like most people, if they were imprisoned or if they were even house arrest with a Praetorian guard, they would be intimidated, not Paul. No. He ends up being there, and he was a man of godly conviction. And so we see a life of faithful boldness. So faithful integrity, faithful evangelism, and faithful boldness are the things we're going to focus on this week as we look at Paul's life and really think about our own lives in light of that. I mean, we're going to look at the text, but I hope that in these principles, one, that we'll examine ourselves. You know, the Bible is a mirror. Uh, Tommy used an illustration yesterday. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, he said, you know, People, excuse me, people who reject God are like vampires. He goes, have you ever thought about vampires? They don't like uh, the light. They don't like uh, the cross. And they don't like mirrors. Yeah. Think about that. Right. And and that's the people of the world. And, and the, the reason is the light the mirror and the cross all expose who we really mm -hmm. are. Right. Walking dead men. We right. are walking dead men. And so as we look at this, we see Paul, uh, a guy with godly character. He lived a life of faithful integrity. He was a guy who had godly compassion. Even the people that that continued to reject him, he was always interceding and asking God, saying to the point, I wish I could go to hell so they could come to heaven. Yeah, I think that's that to me is one of the most unbelievable traits that he has because I think about how I am. I think about how the average person, even believer, might be. I don't know that I have that kind of love and compassion for people who are lost, who have, who have either treated me directly poorly or indirectly or, or who say things that are just so anti uh, truth anti-God that you know, you get angry and and yet Paul was able to be angry about the issues or the sin but not angry at the people or not uncompassionate with the people well I don't know if you heard uh, about the interview with Mitchell last week Mitchell Jackson was on Thursday and he shared a story of a guy just last week that he was getting on the highway out there and the guy flipped him off and he waved and smiled at him, not in a sarcastic way, but a loving way. Mm. The guy followed him and, uh, he didn't know what was going on. He's like, he's thinking this guy's going to try to start a fight. Right. So the guy gets out and says, man, I flipped you off. Why are you waving and smiling at me? And he shared the gospel. Wow. With the guy. 
And the wow. guy was receptive. Wow. Now think about that. Most of us, if somebody flips us off, we're going to be like, we're going to get angry. Right? Sure. And so it's just another reminder. That's what I saw in Paul. That's why he was such a good interview. If you get a chance, go back and just put in Mitchell Jackson uh, on the uh, SWATradio.com uh, search. Go to that website and put in on the search. It'll bring it up, and you can listen. It was a great interview. Yeah. Just a great brother yeah. out from Denton, Texas. Well, it makes you think of the proverb, right? a soft answer turns away wrath, right? It not only turns away wrath, but maybe gives an opportunity. So. Yes. We are going to take a break at the bottom of the hour for the news here on SWAT Radio. If you want to give us a call in the second half of the program, you certainly can. Our number is 844-777-7928. We'd be happy to take your your calls or your your questions or your comments. You can also send an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back after the news and hope you'll... There's a story about a king who promised half his kingdom to anyone who could teach his favorite horse to fly. Everybody failed. Well, except one man who told the king that he could do it, but that it would take a year. When asked by a friend how he could promise that, he said, well, a lot could happen in a year. I could die. The king could die. Who knows? That horse might fly. Whatever you're going through, and no matter how hard it is, give it time. If you're a believer, God is in charge of the anything can happen part, and he likes you a lot. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. Expect some delays because of a crash on I-95 northbound at the ramp to Duval Road near the airport. The off-ramp is closed. Also, there's a broken-down vehicle, I-95 northbound before the Acosta Main Street Bridges downtown. Partly cloudy tonight, low 65. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high 89. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. There's good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Lord. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, David Gray and Doug McCary. Happy to be with you. Uh, here on Monday afternoon as we look at Acts chapter 28, verses 17 through the end of the chapter and the end of the book. Uh, today we're going to focus on uh, verses 17 to 20 to start, as Doug's been talking about. In this section, we're going to see that Paul lived a life of faithful integrity, that he had a life of faithful evangelism and a life of faithful boldness. Um, as we go through this section, we're gonna, Doug's going to talk more about that and you know i neglected to mention in our first segment and you you were talking about how you've been a chaplain and been around sports teams and seen guys making millions of dollars and involved at the highest level but being unfulfilled and so i just wanted to mention that uh you know my boston sports fandom 
And uh, and I do say this in all seriousness. You know, the Celtics won a seventh game yesterday. I saw that. It was a, I knew it was you were going to bring that up. Great game, great game. But I was telling somebody about this. There was a day where I was so consumed with these kinds of events and with these teams. And if, if they had lost, I'd be in a bad mood for a week. Or, you know, if, if the Patriots had lost because football's only once a week, you know, I'd be irritated for four or five days. And and I still love watching. I love the game. I root for them. But it's definitely changed. And I think that's one of the ways that as we are sanctified by the Spirit, we recognize, yeah, these things are fun. They're good things in and by themselves. They're I've been involved athletically all my life. It played, you know, but this is not the most important thing. And yet, and yet you look at our culture mm-hmm. and people are just consumed with it. And now it's gone to the next level with all this legal gambling and betting and, and, it's really and the crazy. professional leagues getting in bed with the, uh, the uh, sports books and all these. I mean, I can't believe how many ads are on TV for all this legal, quote-unquote, quote legal Where betting. Where I crack but, up is on, they'll advertise for gambling, and then at the very bottom yeah, they'll if you have a problem. if you have a problem, yeah. it's like exactly. a, a half Exactly. Call. It's like the old cigarette commercials, yeah. right, with the little warning at the bottom. But anyway, I just got thinking about that, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm very thankful that I still enjoy it, that I want to watch, I look forward to it. Uh, it's been a great bonding thing with my kids over the years, um, but it's definitely not as important to me and I don't get as <laughs> impacted win or lose as, as I used to. So I'm thankful for that. Well, um, I would like for you to read, if you don't mind, David acts 28, 17 through 20. And we're going to look sure. at this idea of Paul's life of faithful integrity. Um, okay. All right. Acts chapter 28, 17 to 20. After three days, he called together the local leaders of the Jews And when they had gathered, he said to them, Brothers, though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. When they had examined me, they wished to set me at liberty, because there was no reason for the death penalty in my case. But because the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, though I had no charge to bring against my nation." For this reason, therefore, I have asked to see you and speak with you, since it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing this chain. May God bless the reading of his word. So verse 17, after three days, I've already said, he, he, Paul doesn't wait. He just calls the local leaders of the Jews, uh, and he, he says, Brothers, though I had done nothing against our people or our fathers— so Paul, even though the Jewish people are the reason he's here, he's not holding a grudge. Right. And when I say the Jewish people, it's the leaders back in Jerusalem. They, If it was up to the Romans, Paul would have been free. Right. But it was the Jewish people, the leaders, and he says no. He goes, I, I, I've done nothing against our traditions, our people. And um, he always went to the Jew first. Why? Well, first of all, if he went to the Gentiles first, they they wouldn't the Jewish people wouldn't listen to him, mm-hmm. and who was the ones who had the background in the scriptures? Sure, it was the Jewish people. Yep. And and the other thing is, he's saying Christianity is not a new sect; it is true Judaism. Yep. It is Judaism fulfilled. It's what 
It's what God meant from the beginning. He loved his brothers. And over in Romans 9, 1, I mentioned this earlier, Paul says, if I could go to hell, if I could be a curse so these my brothers could come in, that's my desire. Yeah. In Romans 10, 1, he says, my heart's desire is for them. So Paul had this strong desire to see his brothers uh, come to Christ. And he says in verse 18, they wish to set me at liberty. There was no cause for death penalty. Again, no reason for me to be here. The similarity with Jesus is remarkable. Yes. Remarkable. That and it's been pilot, throughout the process. Pilate right? wanted to set Jesus free. Just Not that Pilate was guiltless. but yeah, he, he, Just instead of Pilate, you've got Felix yeah, and Festus. Right. And and so he said, but verse 19 strikes me because he says, I had no charge against my nation. Even though his nation put him there, the leaders of his, the Jewish religious leaders put him there. And notice in that Paul is saying, listen, I'm not offensive against these people. I'm only defending myself. And we see in him such a godly character. And this character reminds me of the character of Joseph, who Joseph is in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife comes on to him, and he says, I can't do this. My master's put me in charge of everything. I'm not going to do this against God. He had such a godly character, Mm. but he ends up going to prison, right? And we said last week, sometimes bad things happen when you do godly things. Do the right thing, yeah. But I also think of David. You know, a lot of people – Think of Joseph or Daniel when they think of godly character. One of the most godly traits you can have is teachability. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think about that because we focus on the the integrity, which is good, and we're talking about that here. But but David had an integrity too, even though he sinned with Bathsheba when he was confronted about his sin, he was able to hear it. Yeah and then responded appropriately back to those uh, exhortations. Right. And I'll tell you, when you look at David and King Saul and you hold their lives up, David, in our eyes, would have done something much more heinous than what Saul did. Right. But the issue was not the external events. Yeah. It was the heart. Right. And Saul's heart said, you know what? Um I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it, but hey, Samuel, come walk in front of the people with me so they'll see that I'm still in charge. Mm -hmm. He did not want to lose power. David says, whatever you think, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm a broken man. Yeah. And when you read his Psalms, the Psalms that talk about how his body wasted away his, he was torn up over his sin, so much so that at the end of his life, when he was cold and they brought a beautiful young virgin in there to, to keep him warm, it's very specific that he did not know her. In mm-hmm. other words, he didn't lay with her mm-hmm. sexually. Right, right. I think he learned his lesson. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, we talk about justification is all of God. Mm-hmm. We have nothing to do with it. God regenerates our heart solely based on his mercy and grace and his election of us and and we have nothing to do with that. But we have a lot to do with sanctification. Mm-hmm. And we cooperate. Now, the Spirit leads us and, and convicts us and changes us, and the Word changes us. But we are called to cooperate and walk with the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. And that's the teachability 
that you're talking about. And it goes on, <laughs> as with David, to the very end of our life. Right? Yeah, and it did with him. And, you know, when you think about David, oh, at the end of his life, not uh, – David was a passionate man. You know that from the Psalms he wrote, right? But he didn't touch that woman. Mm. And so um, he had a life of integrity. Verse 20, well, let me go back. What What he says – when he says, I had no charge against my nation, I just think about the fact that here Paul is preaching the truth. He's preaching about grace, and he's living it out. I mean, we better make sure before we preach the truth to other people, we're living out the truth. It doesn't mean we're perfect, right. like we just said with David, right. but we're consistent. And our desire is to live a life of integrity. We see that. Well, in verse 20, Paul says, hey, listen, uh, for this reason, uh, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to speak with you. I'm in chains because of the hope, the suffering, and the resurrected Messiah, Jesus. You know, back in Acts 23, when Paul talks about hope and the resurrection of the dead, um, uh, verse 20, uh, chapter 24, verse 15, hope in God of resurrection of just and unjust. Um, when he's talking about the hope, uh, of the hope of the resurrection, a lot of people don't even know in Isaiah 26, 19, it says, your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. It was prophesied back 700 years mm. prior. Over in Daniel 12, 2, it says, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to everlasting shame and contempt. That's the Old Testament. Yeah. And so Paul was saying, this is the hope I'm preaching about, and it's fulfilled in Messiah. And he says, I stand here on trial because of this hope. So when we come back, I want to I want to just kind of close that off, and we'll take some calls, if you want, uh, related to what we've been talking about. Yeah, we'd love to have you call if you have a question or a comment on any of this that we've been discussing in Acts chapter 28. Our number is 844 844- Seven 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 nine two eight, and we will be right back to wrap up today's uh, program with our last segment on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. This is Max McClain. How should we live as we wait for the Lord's return? Listen to the Bible from 2 Peter 3. Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace. Our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that 
you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. From 2 Peter 3, listen to the Bible. It's great for the soul. To hear more, go to radiobible.org. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and uh, Doug McCary. Happy to be with you here in Acts chapter 28. And we've been looking specifically today at verses 17 through 20 and talking about Paul's life of faithful integrity. And Doug, I know you had a couple of things you wanted to say to wrap up that. Yeah, uh, I just, I, I want to go back to Paul in, in Acts 26. He said, I stand here on trial because of the hope. The same thing he's telling these Roman Jewish brothers who are, these Roman Jewish brothers are, are they're not believers. And so when he uses the term brother there, he's talking about their brotherhood and Jewish faith. And he's telling them, I'm on trial here because of hope. And it's the same hope, like I said, he preached in Acts 23 and Acts 24 and Acts 26. In Acts 26, he says, why is it thought incredible that God raises the dead? What he's saying is, listen, I've been faithful to the scriptures you and I grew up with. Mm-hmm. The, yep. the prophecies all point to Jesus, right? The, the purpose of the law was to reveal our sin. It wasn't to make us worthy to be in God's presence. The pattern of the temple revealed a need for a sacrifice. You know, it it revealed a need for a high priest. The promises of God were fulfilled in Messiah. And he's saying, I think of what he wrote to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 1.20, all the promises of God are yes in him. And so he was faithful in his integrity to true Judaism. If David had lived during Paul's time, he would have been a follower of Jesus. If Joseph had lived, if Isaiah had lived then, if, you know, Samuel, they would have Just like Jesus says to the Pharisees, sorry to interrupt you, if if you, if Abraham was your father, you'd believe in me. Yes. But you're of your father, the devil. So they, they, Abraham was not their father if, if he was like you just said they would have believed in jesus and paul's basically saying the same thing yeah i'm preaching the same things that all of our fathers looked forward to yes uh, and so uh he he is just saying i've been faithful to this so he's a man of integrity they had no charges in fact they 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 say listen um we we don't even hadn't even heard uh we haven't even heard now we're going to get into that tomorrow but they don't even know what he's talking about there's no letters that have come over there mm-hmm. to them to announce hey this dangerous sect guys coming over there right. you know so anyway um 
uh, just a life of integrity, a life of godly character. You know, sometimes when we use that term godly character, people kind of shy away from it. Well, nobody's godly. Well, we should be striving for the holiness that without we won't see God is what Hebrews said, the writer of the Hebrews. And, and so the, the godly character in us does not mean perfection in your life. Godly character means a recognition of who you are, a recognition of who he is, and a desire to walk in who he is and try to um, follow Christ mm. in your life. Right. And, you know, people will say, I've actually had people say this, well, you can't do that. You, you're not going to do it perfectly this side of heaven. And, like, unfortunately, like some false teachers teach, we're not sinless once we have Jesus in our life. Right. People actually teach that. Yeah. Well, we know all you got to do is look at David's life or my life, right? Oh, and Peter. We, Peter was with him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And, well, part of, part of obedience, right? Yeah. Part of following Jesus and part of obedience is repenting. And you yeah. talk about that all the time. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we just, like Paul says, sin so that grace will abound when we repent. But, but a big part of following and believing, because we believe the whole counsel of God mm-hmm. and the whole message of God, mm-hmm. and that is that, that we repent. Not, and, and as you've pointed out many times, it's not a constant repentance unto life. That happens one time at our justification. We're saved, and we don't risk losing our salvation if we truly belong to him. But we mess up our fellowship with God through our sin. And we do sin as we go along, even as we strive to follow him. We are fallen beings. We are sinful people. The the Bible is Paul in Romans 7 is full of 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 the message that we still struggle with the old nature. We struggle with the flesh. Well, what does 1 John 1, 9 say? If we confess our sins, he's talking to believers there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And And it's an ongoing daily confession of the sins. Right. That's right. Yeah. I I always think of, and I know I've said this before, but I always think of the scene when Jesus washed the disciples' feet and Peter didn't want him to do it. And Jesus said, well, if you don't let me do that, then you don't have any part in me. Mm -hmm. And, And Peter said, well, then wash my head and wash my hands and wash all of me. And Jesus said, you're already clean. You don't need a bath but you need your feet cleaned up once in a while. And I think that's a great picture of what we're talking about. Yeah. We're clean in God's sight because we belong to Jesus and Jesus is perfectly righteous. Mm-hmm. And so we're declared and seen almost in a legal sense as perfectly righteous, mm-hmm. but we still screw up. We still fall short and we need our feet cleaned up so that our communication and fellowship with God and with each other <laughs> and with ourselves, our relationship with ourselves is, is, is restored, right? And what I mean by ourselves is when you walk, when you've sinned and you know you've blown it and you walk around fighting repentance, which I've done, you know, saying, oh, I can't go back to God with this again, right? That my own relationship in my own mind, my own thought process is so dark and negative and self-condemning and, 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 it, and it requires me to go get it right with God for that to be lifted. So a righteous man stumbles six times, but he gets up seven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I mean, you look at Paul over in Romans seven. Oh, the things I don't want to do. I do the things I want to do. I don't do, but 
eight one, chapter eight, mm-hmm. verse one. There's no yeah. condemnation yeah. for those that are in Christ. How, if you're out there, maybe you're struggling with a particular sin right now. Maybe you're, maybe you've blown it so bad that you think, well, you can't return. That's not true. I want you to think about this. How many sins had you committed when Jesus was crucified? Well, zero, because you weren't even, uh, you you were so far removed from even (laughs) any relative Mm -hmm. remotely close, right? So when Jesus died on the cross for your future sins that you would commit, it was for the sins that are past to you, present for you, and future for you. Right. And there's no sin, according to what he says in Romans, there's no sin that can separate you from the love of God except for one. And that sin is the rejection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. If you receive Jesus, you're his. Right. And you've been adopted in, you know, uh, before the foundation of the world, he chose you and adopted you. And, you know, to call you to himself out of the darkness into the light, as Peter says, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him to other people who are now in that darkness that you wallowed in for a while. Right. Right. And so don't let the enemy beat you up. It's not that you're not going to sin, but there's this also this view, David, that we get, um, let me think we people, people are hesitant to want to call people to holiness because they're afraid that's legalistic. Mm -hmm. That's not legalistic right? to say we should live a holy life. Yeah. You know, yeah. Calling other, it's legalistic and it's hypocrite. It's hypocritical if we're calling others to a holy life and we're ignoring striving for that in our own life, right? If we're beating yeah. somebody else up and yeah. we're not even thinking about trying to be holy, then that's hypocritical and that's wrong. But but you're right. If 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 we're all, we're all in the same boat and it's yeah. fine to exhort one another to to a holy life or the pursuit of a holy life, we should right. We should be exhorting each other. In fact. Isn't that what it says that the word is for in yeah. Timothy? Yeah. I mean, faith yeah. for what? Reproof, correction, instruction, that the man of God may be what? Adequately equipped. Equipped. Yeah. And so, but, you know, that's just me and Dave talking. If you, <laughs> if you want to weigh in, you're welcome. We got a minute or two uh, you can call in. But if you're listening out there and you've been struck by anything, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> sorry uh i hate allergies allergies yep. um ask yourself this question how am i viewed by the people around me not that their opinion matters because the world is gonna not like you but is the world not liking you maybe because because of jesus because that was the only thing they could say about paul it wasn't paul's you know interaction with him it was because he loved jesus Mm -hmm. that was the only thing they could find but what about you how are you viewed by the people around you is there anything that you're doing or have done that is dishonoring to jesus that's a pretty convicting thought you know i mean to think about that but it's one we need to wrestle with yeah uh it's not one we go okay i trusted jesus now i can do anything i want right uh, I just was reading about that the other day. Not that we have this licentious life because he died for us. No. How many times did Paul write, 
live a life worthy of your calling. We talked about that a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then again, like you've said, that doesn't mean that we live a perfect life. Uh We far from it, but, but we're becoming more conformed to the image of Jesus, right? To the likeness of Jesus. Jack Turpin, your old board member and our great friend used to talk about, you know, at the end of the year, looking back over the year and saying, am I a little more like Jesus this year than I was this time last year, right? And that's, you know, a, a good, maybe a good way to, a good measuring stick to use. So we are at the end of the hour. It always goes by so fast. We're very thankful for your uh, support and your listenership. And we invite you to come on back tomorrow. Uh, who do you got with you tomorrow, Doug? Ronnie McKinnon, oh, Pastor my, Will. Roomy Ronnie, my Philippines roommate, will yeah. be with it. And I'll be back on Wednesday. I think Brad will be back later in the week. And uh, we will see you then on SWAT Radio.